welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week, we're talking with Lindsay Trotter of Chilled in Centerpoint, Iowa. Chilled provides freezer meals and menu planning with options for paleo, keto, Whole30, gluten-free, vegetarian, and more. What started out of necessity due to Lindsay's daughter's food sensitivities has quickly turned into a booming business. Lindsay's sharing about how she used a local coffee shop to help build her business after hours and overcoming the fear of telling people no, plus so many other great things. So here we go with Lindsay Trotter. Okay, well, we're here today with Lindsay Trotter of Chilled Freezer Meals in Centerpoint, Iowa. Lindsay, thanks for being on the podcast. Hello, this is so exciting. I This is my third podcast I've gotten to be on, and I really enjoy being able to just chat and tell my story. So excited to be here. Good. Well, we're excited to share your story. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey. Have you always been an Iowa girl? Um, I have. I, of course, like many others, left for a while. Um, so I grew up in Fairbank, Iowa, which is in Northeast Iowa. Um, and small town, a thousand people, um, your typical small town life. And um, then I was going to live in a big city. Like I had it in my head probably from middle school on that I was going to move to Boston. And that was my dream. Um, I scaled that back a little bit as I got older and I um, started college at Drake University in Des Moines. And that was a little bit of big city life for me. Um, And then I met my husband and he uh, moved to Rochester, Minnesota. So I moved up there with him. And then about nine months later, he got transferred for work and we moved to um, Nina, Wisconsin, which was not super big city life, but I had all of the perks of living um, close to everything. We were about 30 minutes from Green Bay. And literally we lived around the corner from a Kohl's. Target was 10 minutes away. um, And I loved being able to just be in the middle of everything. Um, But then after we had our daughter, we decided that we wanted to be closer to family. So when she was five months old, we moved back to Iowa. And at that point, I said to my husband, I am going no smaller than Cedar Rapids. Like I need to be close to all the things that I like need. I need a Starbucks in my life. Um, So we moved to Center Point, which is a town of about... think we have about 3,500 that live here. Um, It's kind of the best of both worlds because our kids can just like run around the neighborhood and play. Our school district, I feel, is small enough that our kids get that one-on-one attention. I don't think they're going to get lost in the shuffle, but it's also large enough that I feel like they are going to have a lot of opportunity. So definitely like where we live now, but if you would have asked me 10 years ago, this is definitely not where I would be. (laughs) Well, where did the idea for freezer meals come into the story? So I used to be a teacher, actually. Um, I taught for about six years, and um, I taught elementary all the way up to high school. I started as a special ed teacher, and then I was an at-risk teacher. And when I had my youngest daughter, I was teaching, um, finished off my maternity leave and went back to school. And she ended up having a lot of food sensitivities. So she was sensitive to wheat, dairy, corn, and nuts, um, which essentially meant that I could eat nothing when I was nursing her. And um, I couldn't feed her anything once she hit table foods. So I was 
busy with teaching. I needed something that I could come home and it was just a quick get dinner on the table because we couldn't order pizza and we couldn't do a drive through. Um, so I started making freezer meals. My sister and I did a big batch prep once. And, um, I think I had like 15 meals in my freezer. There was a lot of meals out of that first round that went in the trash because they were not good. (laughs) Um, but then I was doing that and I started telling my friends about it. They wanted to have a freezer meals party. So they came to my house and I kind of, uh, spreadsheet nerd and I put all these things together um this grocery list that we could really quickly shop from and then um everybody had their job when they came to this freezer meal party and I quickly learned that I did not want to have other people in my kitchen with me (laughs) to do these things and I didn't really want to teach them all about cooking um so I was like I'll just do this for you it's fine just pay me a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean, ingredient cost plus 50 cents, which now looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they really like bought into that. And um, then they started telling their friends and pretty soon I had, I was cooking for people I didn't know. And that made me very nervous. So um, that's when really the idea for um, building Chilled as a business was born. Okay. So you obviously didn't have, you just had your kitchen at home, but I'm sure at some point you're like, I need to get a commercial kitchen and I need to expand this somehow. Yeah. So, um, in Iowa and I think in the rest of the country as well, uh, you cannot cook, um, what they call hazardous foods at, in your home kitchen. So you can do baked goods, um, but things that are time and temperature controlled, you cannot cook in your home kitchen. So um, I was technically breaking the law for a little bit, um, but I obviously learned and realized that I needed to move into a commercial kitchen. However, my husband was not really bought into the business at that point. He didn't... Um, he kind of just had the idea that me going back to teaching was like a safe route. Um, I was staying at home with my kids at the time. And, you know, that, that is like a safe job. You, you have your contract and you have health insurance and you have your steady income every month. Um, but it was just not something that I um, was really passionate about anymore. I kind of got a little burnt, burnt out um, being a former special ed teacher and at-risk teacher. The, there's a lot of stress that came with that. Um, so I was really trying to make a move into something that um, could kind of feed my soul. And um, now I get to feed others doing so. So because he wasn't like super bought into it, he's like, we're not spending money on this. And I'm like, okay, well, let's get creative. How can we do this? So I um, just asked, there's a local coffee shop in Centerpoint and they are closed on Sundays. So I went to the owner and I said, Hey, what do you think about me using your kitchen on Sundays? And I'll pay you a little bit. And how can we set this up? So, um, he was awesome about it. He helped me kind of get set up with all of the red tape with the health department and everything. And, um, thinking back on my, at one point I was cooking like 18 hour days there. And I was also going in on in the evenings when they closed at eight, I was cooking from like eight to 2 AM to fill orders. Wow. So, um, from there we decided that, okay, this, there's a little bit of a proof of concept here. People want this. Yeah. And, um, 
my husband said, we can put some money into it. Okay, let's do that. And um, there was a space in the same building, which luckily was just an empty space um, and not one that uh, the landlord felt very confident about filling. It's actually the back half of a suite, so it doesn't have a storefront. Exactly what I wanted. And um, so we built that out into a kitchen space, and that is the space I'm in now and quickly outgrowing. So wow. I love it. So it's really caught on. How long has this process been? How many years have you had chilled? Um, so I started officially in April of 2018. So I'm coming up on at the end of the month, I'll be two years. So that's a lot of quick growth. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You've also been able to partner with other local businesses beyond just the coffee shop for food, right? Uh, so I, um, one of kind of our missions at Chilled is that we um, like our meals to have at least processed ingredients as possible. And if possible, we want to source locally. Um, I, I have always been a huge advocate of knowing where my food comes from. So um, probably 15 years ago, I read um, Michael Pollan's book, The Omnivore's Dilemma. And in that book, he kind of explores the American food system from a few different angles. And I found it really interesting. Like if people need a book to read, definitely try that one out um, because you learn so much about our food system. Um, But at that time, we were living in Wisconsin and I found all of my local sources, right? So like I had, I got milk in glass bottles and I had a meat source that I got um, beef and chicken from. Um, I obviously had a produce connection with a local um, CSA group and that's community supported agriculture um, where you get, uh, you buy in at the beginning of the season and then you get a certain amount of vegetables every week and it's usually a variety of vegetables. So I loved having all of those sources and then we moved to Iowa and the wheels all fell off on that. (laughs) (laughs) I was happy to see that when we we moved back here in 2012, um, and there was, there was definitely a lot of choices for community supported agriculture. Um, but there's a lot of red tape around, um, like purchasing milk that's not pasteurized. Um, and we didn't have a lot of connections for, sources for beef and chicken. Um, now that's changed. Like we have connected with a lot of different farmers in the area. And so I have all of those for my family. Um, but I also wanted to be able to incorporate some of that into my business because I know that, you know, this might not be top of mind for a lot of people, but if I can help them kind of take that next step to knowing where their food comes from and knowing that it's good for them and good for their kids and um, will keep them healthy. That's really one of my main goals. Um, Sometimes it's a balance because I know that not everybody wants to cut out all grains or um, all dairy. So we do still have some of those things on our menu. Um, Then it's also a balance of price point. Like do you, um, you're not going to pay probably $25 for a meal that's going to feed two people. So um, keeping our prices kind of in check is good. So we have, um, a couple of different, uh, sources here. We started sourcing some of our beef from Zook cattle and that's up kind of by where I grew up. Um, they're a farm that is in the process of switching over to organic, um, but they raise all of their cattle sustainably and, um, they use as minimal 
intervention as possible. So um, I enjoy that. And then I also work with Garden Oasis, which is in Coggin, Iowa, um, to source some of our produce. So um, we've gotten a lot of onions from them. Um, and there's also kind of a balance though, because they're only available in season. So right now we're on the tail end of their um, kind of their winter stock. And so we um, are looking forward to when they have some more produce this summer and we can purchase from them again. So good. Well, tell us about some of the meals that you offer and what people can expect when they place an order from you. Yeah, so we're a little bit different than what people typically think of as like a meal delivery service. When you receive our meals, they're fully frozen um, and you don't have to do prep work. Everything can be put in the oven, put in the crock pot, or just made on the stovetop. Um, that and it's very hands off for you. So we have some meals that are that cook very quickly. Um, you can just like throw them in a saute pan and warm them up, and they're ready. Um, others take a little bit longer, like if they have to bake in the oven. Um, but there's no chopping, there's no assembling, there's there's no cooking skills required to be able to enjoy chilled meals. So. Um, we offer two sizes, um, one that feeds three to four people and one that feeds five to six. And we have a wide variety of meals on our menu. Um, every month we try to shoot between 15 and 18 meals. And um, we have options for if you follow a paleo diet, if you follow Whole30 or keto, um, if you have people in your family that need gluten-free meals, um, we're not a dedicated gluten-free kitchen. However, we say that our meals are gluten-friendly. They're not prepped with those ingredients and we prep those all separately. But we also this month introduced um, a variety of vegetarian meals. So we had some people asking for that. So our goal is to have at least four vegetarian meals on our menu every month. So lots of choices. Yeah. And lots of prep work for you. That's an incredible <laughs> amount to offer. So do you deliver? Do you, can people pick up? Do you ship it all? Yeah, we have um, a couple of different ways that you can get our meals. So if you're local to Center Point, um, we have pickup locations in Cedar Rapids, in North Liberty, in, in Cedar Falls every month. Um, we are also exploring kind of going outside of that circle. Um, but because of our current pandemic that we have going on, uh, we have opened up our home delivery to um, within a 40 mile radius of Center Point. So if you live in that circle, um, which includes all the way down to Iowa City and then up to Cedar Falls, you can get them just delivered on your porch. So, and we do ship. Um, we started shipping in January, which was um, a big undertaking. It took a lot of research, but we finally got it together. Um, we sent out shipments in January, February, and March, and um, really enjoyed being able to do that. However, because of this pandemic and how it's been difficult to source our ingredients, um, we had to put that on hold. Um, we do have some memberships available. So if you wanna sign up for a membership through Chilled, um, you can get one for either shipping or for local pickup. Um, and we did honor that for April. So we did send out some shipments for April. But um, yeah, we're hoping to be back at it in May, for sure. Yes, we're hoping that, that I'm hoping that can happen too. So besides the pandemic and the challenges that it has presented, what are some of the other challenges you've had to overcome? And how have you adapted over the years? 
to grow really? I think one of my biggest challenges throughout this whole process and really just in starting my business has been overcoming the fear of people telling me no. Um, So when I first started and I needed to ask that coffee shop owner if I could use his kitchen, it, it probably took me a good two months to work up the courage and say, Hey, can I use this? And I remember like standing there asking him and like my heart was beating out of my chest. And that, I think that that really helped me understand and realize that people saying no, is not a big deal. I mean, he didn't say no, he said yes, which was awesome. Um, but after like that first time of really having that fear and overcoming it. Um, I was like, okay, yeah. So like, if I keep going with this and people tell me, no, then I just move on to the next thing. Um, there are, a there's so much red tape in opening a food service business. Um, when the health inspector comes, like, I feel like I'm hyperventilating, <laughs> but then I just remind myself that okay, the worst thing that's going to happen is he's going to tell me that I don't have labels on something in my fridge and then to put the labels on. So I, I think that people get really caught up in, um, what they perceive as something that's big and scary and that's going to be terrible. And really, if you think about the end outcome, it's just a little thing that you have to fix and then you move on. So, um, you know, in developing, you know, when you set up a business, you have to register the name, you have to get licensed, you have to set up a business bank account, you, you make your social media and you do all of these steps. And it seems like this giant mountain to climb, but you just have to keep doing the next thing. So that's kind of my motto for building my business is to just keep doing the next right thing. And now that's a song. I mean, thanks frozen two for taking that. (laughs) as my motto before that came out. (laughs) Um, but yeah, just, I just keep doing the next right thing. Um, so, and that's even more fitting now with the whole coronavirus pandemic is yeah, there are days that I get up and would I love to be in the kitchen cooking like crazy right now? Yes. Um, but today what's the next right thing on my agenda and, um, I'm pivoting a little bit and doing some different things. So what has been the most rewarding part of all of this? Um, I think when I get messages either on Facebook or in email or sometimes even text messages from customers who say like, we had this for dinner tonight and it was amazing. Or they tell me, I just took some meals to my parents and you've made life so much easier for them. Um, That's definitely the most rewarding because I still struggle with dinner. I mean, I run a business that's supposed to make dinner easier and it is still very difficult. I mean, you go look at my social media. I literally did a post this morning that talked about how hard it has been for me to make three meals a day for my children. (laughs) Everyone is struggling with that right now. (laughs) But if I can, Uh, lighten that burden for people. That's really the most rewarding for me. So if I can take something off your plate by putting something on your plate, then that um, that's definitely where my passion is. That's great. How do you juggle all of it? Even when we're not in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) with mom and family life? 
Um, so I have a eight-year-old and a five-year-old and obviously my eight-year-old is in school. Um, my five-year-old, she is in preschool four days or four afternoons a week. And, um, before that I was like, she was with me 24 seven. So like last year running my business, um, she was always with me and I have a little corner in my kitchen that there's a couch and she would have like all of her little toys there and coloring and, um, she was just along for the ride. So, um, both of my girls are actually kind of a, a part of my business. If you'll find them on my social media, um, my youngest does Molly makes meals and, um, my oldest does Bren bakes and they are right there with me. So if, you know, cracking eggs in the kitchen, my youngest thinks that's like the greatest thing. And honestly, she's probably a little bit faster at it than I am. Um, she likes to chop vegetables. She likes to mop the floors. Um, so I worked really hard this year to try and find some kind of childcare for her in, um, the mornings when she wasn't at school and none of it panned out. And then we got about two months in and I was like, you know, this is probably like one of the best environments for her to be in because she gets to watch what I'm doing as a business owner and really see that, you know, things are possible. Like you can create your own destiny, your own path in life, and you don't have to follow what everybody else is telling you you have to do. So that's been really rewarding for me also. I love that. Do you feel like the majority of your clients are rural-based or city-based, or is it a pretty even mix? Um, I think it's kind of all over the place. And actually, I've really discovered that in the last couple of weeks of where people live um, by doing deliveries. So I just yesterday, I went out and I went way down a gravel road to do a drop-off. And I was like, oh, you kind of come from a ways to pick up your meals every month. And she's a pretty loyal customer and has been for several months. So, um, that was cool. And, you know, when I was shipping and will continue shipping, um, that was fun to see too. Um, I see you have a map behind you and I, I would like to have a map too. So I'm like, I need to start putting pins in all the places that I'm like sending meals. So I think we've shipped to about 15 States now. Um, and that's been really really fun. So incredible. Well, we have to take a moment to talk about center point. Cause even though I can't be there and <laughs> I hate that, but we're doing the best we can tell us about center point and what you love about it. Um, so when we moved here, um, let's see, how long ago did we move here? It, it's eight years. Wow. We've lived here for eight years. Um, the reason we picked this city is because it is close to Cedar Rapids, um, but it was closer to our family who all lives in Northeast Iowa. So um, if we had lived in Cedar Rapids, we would have been about a half an hour further from them. And um, my husband was big on a small town. He grew up in Oren, Iowa, which is about 50 people. And um, I was like, I'm not going that small. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we just picked it because of the geographic location, but now that we have lived here, um, I am super grateful that this is where we landed because there's just a, um, a feeling in the community of just connectedness. Like our park and rec program is amazing. 
um, they put on things all summer long that really keep like people engaged and are just fun things for my kids. So like they do movies in the park, obviously they have like all of the typical sports things, but we have a splash pad too. So that's fun to do. And then our school system really does offer a lot of opportunity for our kids while still like feeling connected and like my kids have are valued. Um, my kids are both still in the primary building where um, I walk in there and I feel like literally every teacher knows me by name. And yeah, I just, it's so awesome to be able to send my kids out to play, especially during this time, like that they can just play in our yard. And I have no concerns about who's coming by or what's going on because there's four other families in their yards too. And they would see it all. And then they would be able to call me and say, Hey, did you know that your girls are fighting like cats and dogs in the front yard? (laughs) Yes, they were. And yes, this is where we're at. So yeah, it's a great place to live. And um, I can't imagine being anywhere else. I love that you found a great spot to land. And I'm sure like, I just keep thinking about too, that coffee shop owner, you know, you got to help him out and he helped you out in return. And that's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since I have moved into my own space, the coffee shop has actually transferred ownership. And what's really fun is that because we are still in the same building, um, I have really connected with the new owner and I, she's definitely had, you know, I was talking about the mountain of the things that you have to put in place when you, um, have a business. She's been climbing that mountain and it's been really fun for me to kind of be next to her during that. And, um, maybe hopefully helping her through some of those um, difficult things. But um, yeah, that's another piece about just like being in a small town is like having those connections with local business owners and um, being able to support them and have them support you and just brainstorming new ways and things that we can uh, serve our community. So it's cool. Yeah. Well, what's next for you and for chilled freezer meals? So we obviously are going to continue to cook as much as possible. Um, With the pandemic, we are, as I said, pivoting a little bit. Um, I do have some digital products that I had been selling. So if people want to cook on their own, um, I have some planning bundles that you can make your own freezer meals. Um, So the freezer meals planning bundle, you can um, go online and get a customizable grocery list as a part of that. So um, that's on our website. But if you've ever made freezer meals before and you like go on Pinterest and you try to find a blog that has the recipes and they're like, here's your grocery list, go buy some carrots and some chicken. And you're like, oh, but wait, how how much chicken? Um, our grocery list kind of spells that out for you. So you can adjust which recipes you're cooking and how many of each you want to do. And then it tells you a number. So you're going to buy 10 pounds of chicken and four pounds of carrots and then be able to figure that out. So um, that's fun. And um, I also teach some instant pot classes. So we've pivoted a little bit and we're doing those virtually. And then, yeah, I just want to keep kind of putting together products and things that make dinner easier for people, because I know that it is daunting, especially when you're trying to um, manage all the things in life. And so if I can maybe make that a little bit easier, then um, that's kind of my mission. So I love it. Well, how do we follow along and where can we go to your website and check out um, those digital packages and some of your classes? 
So I am on Facebook and Instagram at Chilled Freezer Meals. And then you can also check out my website at chilledfreezermeals.com. Um, there are three different buckets that you can choose from um, if you pick up locally. Um, shipping is not currently up, but as I said, hopefully May, we will get that back up. And then you can also just shop our digital products. So all there. Perfect. All right. Well, we look forward to following along, checking out, placing some orders. And Lindsay, thanks for being on the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I, I can't wait to keep listening to all of your episodes. They are definitely one of my favorite podcast binges. So good. I love that. And I can't wait to eventually come visit you in person. <laughs> yes. Yes. I look forward to that as well. Thanks. Well, I love how Lindsay has grown and adapted her business over these past two years and her advice to just keep doing the next right thing. I wanted to let you know that we've opened our Cultivate Coaching Group for small business owners and small town leaders back up. There are so many people trying to pivot into this online space with everything going on right now, and this is a great way to help you navigate that. Our weekly discussions have been so good and focused on getting through these challenging times. You can join now and have access to all of the sessions we've had already and be a part of all future sessions and group discussions. We'd love to have you in the group. Head to ruralrevival.co slash cultivate for more information. Also, with the current coronavirus quarantine putting a halt to travel, we're going to have to change things up a bit and we'll be doing our interviews online until things get back to normal. So while I am super bummed that I don't get to visit your towns and do these interviews in person and our audio quality is a bit compromised, this is the next best thing and I'm super grateful for technology. Thanks for staying with us during these crazy times and know I am cheering you all on. Huge thanks to Lindsay for being on the podcast and for being willing to do this remotely. And thanks to you for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy, everyone, and have a great day. 